And now, God, open my mouth so that I can speak. Open our ears so that we can hear and open our hearts so that we can change by your power and through your grace. Amen. Good morning. Before I say anything about today's scriptures, I want to express how completely excited I am to be joining this community. I can't wait to see what the Holy Spirit is going to do with all of us, where we're going to go, and what we're going to become together. And so it seems fitting that we would be thinking about transfiguration today. But what does that really mean? It's tempting to me to want to simply classify that as change and give a nice sermon about that. After all, my presence here today signifies a time of change for this community, for me personally, and that would seem like a worthy topic to preach on. But transfiguration is about so much more than just change. While change is a part of transfiguration, it's not all that it is. It's also different than transformation, which doesn't really qualify the change that happens in any one particular way. But transfiguration leans specifically towards beauty, specifically toward the spiritual, specifically toward the holy. Now, you don't know me well, so let me pause here for a moment and say that I am a huge fan of Jesus. I love Jesus. I'm totally on Team Jesus. But today, I think it's all actually about God and what God is doing. This is the first Sunday Gospel since January 1st where Jesus doesn't actually say anything. But God, however, God is super chatty today in one way or another in all of our readings. And while the transfiguration of Jesus is an incredible moment in his journey here on earth, I think the real action happens in the clouds with the disciples. That might be tough to see because most of us don't like clouds. For some, they may terrify us like they did the disciples. At the very least, we may be uncomfortable with clouds because we've come to associate them with trouble or fear or sadness. We feel better with a bright and clear view, and when we don't have that, many of us feel distress. Have you ever found yourself feeling like your sky had gone dark and you were lost in a sea of clouds, and you wondered where God was in all of that. Well, let me tell you something. God can do wonders with clouds. From the pillar of cloud shepherding the Israelites to meeting Moses in the clouds on top of Mount Sinai to surrounding the disciples with a cloud in today's passage, you might begin to get the idea that when there are clouds nearby, it's a sure sign that God is doing something. We are told that it was in the clouds that the disciples, scared as they were, heard the voice of God saying, This is my Son, my Chosen. 
listen to him. Those last three words are critical because God did not say, obey him. The message in this moment was listen. I think that's important enough to repeat. The message was listen. This kind of listening was not a follow his orders or do as he tells you to kind of listening. It's more a hear what he's saying with your heart and let it change you and make you into something new kind of listening. But you see, sometimes in those cloudy moments in our lives, we can't help but seek the comfort of our own voices to break the silence because silence and darkness together can be scary. And sometimes, especially in our TV always on, social media overloads, news screens at the gas station world, we are so busy trying to fill that silent dark space in our lives that we miss things. I used to be especially good at this. I remember a time when I was living in New York City. After a series of bad decisions, I found myself with no direction, circling the, gr- the drain with no way to stop it. Darkness had overcome me. I had no sense of light or lightness. I was sad all the time and weighed down and felt that all I could see were clouds around me. When I was in my late teens, I had sworn off religion and God for a variety of reasons. I didn't grow up in a church community like this one, so I hadn't stepped into a church in years. I remember one Saturday night I had spent out looking for comfort that I couldn't find. I finally went home and fell asleep only to wake up a few hours later staring at the ceiling. This was a different time before everyone had cell phones next to them 24 hours a day and before social media and it wasn't exactly easy to find someone to talk to at 4 o'clock in the morning even in the city that never sleeps. It was very lonely. So I laid there staring into the darkness that I could see and the darkness that I could feel. I was at the end of my rope, and I needed someone to tell me what to do next. In that darkness, something came to me. And since I'd already tried everything else, I figured I had nothing else to lose. So when morning came, I got up, got dressed, and went to church. I walked into one of the most beautiful churches I'd ever seen and sat down in the safety of the back where I could make an easy getaway if I decided that I needed to. I stayed for the whole service, which was lovely, but didn't really do anything to make me feel better or different. 21 years later, I'm still not sure why, but something tugged at me, and I decided to go and check out the coffee hour. As I stood there on the sideline of that parish hall, surrounded by my clouds and strangers, 
God broke through and spoke to me very, very clearly. But here's the thing. It was not some profound voice that sounded like thunder. Actually, God's voice came to me in the form of two women who pegged me as a newcomer and wanted to say hello. Candace and Barbara greeted me, and after about a minute of chatting, Barbara reached out and grabbed my arm and said, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but you seem like you're in so much pain. Is there anything we can do for you? And that was it. Like Peter, I was tired, worn out, and not completely aware of what I was saying, but God spoke to me through these two unassuming women. I got no clarity. I didn't get the roadmap that I so desperately wanted, but I heard, perhaps for the first time in my life, God saying to me, I've got you. And it came through these two women whom I'd never met before, and nothing has been the same since. I guess looking back on that moment, you could say that I was transfigured too, Perhaps my clothes didn't become dazzling white and I didn't need to put a veil over my head, but there was a difference on the other side of that moment and people could see it. But getting to that moment was tough and it took a very bold woman to reach out to a person she'd never met before and take hold of his arm like that, but God is bold and I needed to listen. It was as if God was saying, okay, Christopher, shh, it's my turn to do the talking. Though what I heard was nothing that I thought I wanted and nothing that I expected. And I think that must happen a lot. I imagine many of us are very busy telling God what we want from God and how we want God to show up. And I picture God having a million conversations like this every day that must sound something like, hey, but you're, oh, yay, with God just trying to get a word in edgewise to those who plead for help, but don't necessarily leave space for a response so that when God finally is actually speaking to us, we don't hear it. And even though I believe that I did hear it, my troubles didn't disappear. I still had to fix what was not working in my life. The issues that were there on Saturday were still there on Sunday afternoon, and this experience did nothing to prevent other tough moments or heartbreaks from happening in my life either. It did help me see that I'm not walking this journey alone wherever it takes me. My life is still messy at times. I get stressed out, I make mistakes, and I feel anxiety when I don't know what's about to happen. But I see clouds differently now. I'm still uncomfortable with them, though I'm not so scared of them anymore. 
I've come to see clouds as a sign of God's nearness. And I've learned that when I see them, it's usually a pretty good sign, a pretty good time for me to stop talking and start listening. Things are changing all around us, in our country, in our diocese, here, and in our own lives. For some, it may feel like the storm clouds will never break. I would invite you to try to embrace being uncomfortable in the clouds. Seek God out in those clouds and ask yourself what God might be doing with them. Try to be quiet and listen for God's voice in them. And to make that just a little bit easier, God has promised to meet us through Jesus at the holy table. So come and be refreshed. Come to this table and leave your fear, your anxiety, all of it. Leave it right there when you leave. The God who loves you unconditionally will hold it for you if you let go of it. My friends, leave room for the possibility that in the clouds, God just might transfigure you too, though perhaps not according to your plan. Leave room for the possibility that your darkness might be turned towards the light and leave room for the possibility that blessing may await in the most unlikely places and come to you in forms you never expected. Like I said, God can do wonders with clouds.